0: Welcome to another edition of the Sharpening the Square College Football Podcast. I am your host Baru, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host Magoo. Magoo, say hi.
1: The lovely co-host is here. We are back with a vengeance this week, aren't we? Uh,
0: I guess we will find out. We had a stinker uh, last week, three and four, um, but we are still in the running. We're still over sixty percent, so we look to bounce back with at least another five and two week. But we're hoping to get that elusive 7-0. and oh. uh, Magoo, who wants to do the honor this week? Let's jump right into it. Do you have your oh, yeah. picks in front of you? You want me to go? You want?
1: Uh, you go ahead. I will give you the honor.
0: Okay, I cannot say that I have a favorite pick this week, but I same. do have a, a lot of picks I like. So hopefully we're on the same page. Um, let's get right into it. I love... Toledo at home getting two, <laughs> getting two and a half points versus your BYU Cougars and the Mormon Manziel, as they call him, the quarterback. But um, so here's my angle on this game. Clearly, BYU ran out of gas last week. We've talked all season about how they had a really just brutal start uh, playing a bunch of difficult teams. They had two. Uh, games going to overtime and then last week their fan base was all fired up when Wa- Washington was coming into town and they laid an egg and uh, I think that that is going to continue to roll into this week because they still try we're trying I mean their starters were in at the end of the game versus Washington and Washington's a very physical team so and now they're having to go on the road they're traveling east and they're playing a 9 a.m. game that is what I love I mean we have a West Coast team West playing at Coast. 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So I love... These kids are asleep Not at East that Coast. time usually. They yeah, are. yeah. These these kids are asleep uh, at 9 a.m. Did you wake um, up
1: by 9 a.m. when you were in college? Heck
0: no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, actually.
0: So sometimes... Okay, we, we were supposed to keep this. Sometimes I would try to fit all my classes into just two or three days a week. So I would have like Classes from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., but then I'd get multiple days off. But, um, yes, not a typical thing for college kids to do. So, anyways, um, the BYU's defense has given up a lot of yards and points lately. Uh, and T-Y- Toledo actually has a potent offense, especially uh, their running game. So, I think they can rev up the rushing game. They're number 11 nationally and just pound it down a tired BYU's throat. Um, and that's pretty much all I've got. Now the <laughs> square logic in this game, the square logic. So squares are going to look at this, say, "Hey, Toledo's terrible. They're in the MAC. Uh, BYU, they're going good. Be a of- um, And they're only laying uh, less than a field goal on the road. And this is their weakest opponent that BYU's played by far. So yeah, less than a field goal. Of course, BYU's going to win. Well, I'm not buying that square logic. We're we're the sharps here, so. Give me Toledo plus two-and-a-half at home roll.
1: Well, you mentioned this game first, so you must like it a little bit to mention it above every one of the games on the slate. That's it's just uh, my
0: clearest I had on here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, part I, part I, almost, I almost asked you. I almost said, uh, do you know what conference Toledo's in? But you do. Maction, You know, maybe. You know they're in the Maction. Hmm. I had no um, – Big thoughts on this game. I did, of course, I noticed BYU is traveling on the road in an early morning game. Last week was the week to fade BYU with that, uh, just running out of the magic. But this week is interesting. Uh, I do like your square logic. I love going against the square logic. And the square logic, you know what I love. So BYU is not in a power five, but they might as well be because they've played so many power five teams. I do like it when it's an even spread, and you take the team that's in the Power Five. Um, We were able to cash on Cincinnati versus UCLA with that logic. So I like it, roll it, because uh, I like when you got this feeling on something. You're seeing something with the Rockets. That yeah, baby. Because of the action, I ruled them out because of action. But uh, (laughs) at this point, I don't care. I just feel too bad about. uh, about uh, no knowing, poo pooing your Washington and Florida plays last week.
0: Well, I think I'm not. I'm one no on Mac plays so far this year. Northern so Illinois.
1: You know the Mac <laughs> was like one in twelve against the spread, and the one that we won was Northern Illinois. There you go, baby. <laughs> All right, Pick well, our spots. You know, I have a lot of you're you're talking West Coast. I have a lot of West Coast leans. Yeah, you might not like. <laughs> but, okay, well. Here's one, here's one, and it's square, but I like Utah again. I'm going back to the well on Utah versus Washington State. Washington State Mm. coming off a track meet late at night in the Pac-12 after dark. Utah with an extra day to prepare. Not only that, but eight days to hear how garbage and stinky they are. Getting madder and madder that they lost to USC the week before. Utah with the extra prep, and Washington State. Coming off a track meet, devastating loss. I like the Utes at home to cover five and a half. Okie
0: doke. Well, I I guess I have to veto this because I'm on the other side. So, um, Let me give you my angles real quick. Um, Utah hasn't beaten Wazoo since 2012. And I think that's a case where Wazoo just has their number and they match up really well with Utah. Utah has a good defense but their weakness, especially this year, is the secondary. And you saw last week when a third, actually fourth-string quarterback uh, threw all over up and down the field on them And then when USC beat them. I think Utah also has been a little bit overhyped, actually a lot overhyped this year. Everybody's been talking how they're going to win the the, uh, Pac-12 South and possibly the Pac-12 and even have national championship aspirations. Uh, Run and shoot is their weakness. Uh, Also, Utah's quarterback and running back. Uh, Clearly, their two best players on offense are hurt. I think the running back for sure is going to be out, and the quarterback is questionable. So I don't know. I think both teams are in similar situations. This is definitely a loser-leaves-town match, Uh, so we'll see which one responds better. But I I just like on the football field, the X's and O's, how Wazoo matches up with them. So I guess we have to – Say no roll since we're on opposite sides, right?
1: Then roll with your next one. We got, I got plenty of leans.
0: Okay. Um, all right. So my next one. Okay, I'll, another weird matchup, but I'm gonna continue. I, I, I just have to fade this team when I see them on the card, especially away from home uh, and how they've been playing lately. Hawaii,
1: please be Hawaii.
0: And yes, I am gonna be fading Hawaii. Um, yeah nevada i think uh they're they're a frisky team a lot of people were down on them this year and i kind of was too going into the year but the freshman quarterback has really stepped up and they beat uh, purdue yeah yeah i mean their freshman quarterback has stepped up last week uh there that he was out and then the senior quarterback came in and he looked good as well uh and last year we were on we played nevada versus hawaii and they were and they just straight dominated what is one of our easiest wins all year and i really see no reason that should change both of these teams are very similar to last year hawaii they still have a high octane offense but they turn over the ball like crazy and that's not something that's going to change i mean it's just the way they play football they had four uh turnovers last year versus uh, last week for central arkansas they have a plus or sorry a minus 12 turnover margin on the year. Um, They're 4-9 and ATS the last 13 games away from home. They're 0-3 and ATS in Reno. Very tough place to play, high altitude. Um, And again, it's a short number. I I love it. I think Hawaii is going to be more of the square team. So I think uh, Nevada easily covers this number.
1: I like it. I was on Nevada too. You fade Hawaii on the road. That's all I needed to hear. I'm glad we are on the same side with that one. We have a really stinky card so far. But I love it, dude. Plays, I to win. that plays. It's the one I
0: feel like that's what did us
1: well last year. I really do feel like that's what did us well last year. Yep. Um. But you know, if we run out of plays or disagree too much, we can always lay the points with Clemson versus wow. North Carolina. Eh. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right. We'll get the Clemson corner later. Um. I like. Uh, okay. I'll I'll kind of work my way up to other plays, but. All right,
0: give me another stinky uh, one.
1: Here. Stinky ones. Okay, this this is this is a stinky one here. Um, uh, it kind of goes against one of our bets of don't they don't bet the team off the emotional win the week before, but I don't trust Kevin Sumlin to hold my beer. Mm. I mean, what is he doing? What is he doing laying over a touchdown? That's all I you to hear. Kevin Sumlin has to run against. See, I'm I'm looking at this angle. I think UCLA may actually use this game to, you know, start it season over, sort of just like a restart button on the entire season after playing so bad um in the weeks before. But uh I I just don't trust Arizona one big to cover over a touchdown. That's a lot of points. I don't see these teams being uh I see them probably being in a vacuum equal. Mm. But it does violate one of our our rules.
0: Yeah, and that, that's this is one of my lean. I'm leaning the other way. Um, I, I there's a lot of like. I mean UCLA they've been bad for 14 out of the 16 quarters of the season. I mean they turned it on in the third quarter. Last week, and then all of a sudden, are we really supposed to believe they're a changed team? And then what we've seen prior, I I don't know. I don't
1: think Kevin Sumlin, but I don't think Kevin Sumlin has done anything to prove that he can cover over a touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, well that's, yeah, and that is a bit of a concern. Um, I liked how Arizona played versus Texas Tech. I thought their defense looked improved. And I really think Khalil Tate is back to the old Khalil Tate. He showed it in that game. He was using his legs in addition to his arm. Arizona is coming off of a bye week. Um, s and Plus has them as a 14-point favorite, but Sagarin has them as a 4-point favorite. So we are getting a little bit of a, um, variance as far as the statisticians statisticians go. And, yeah, you said it. This is a little bit of a letdown spot for a lot of a letdown spot for UCLA. This is probably, I don't know, man. I think this is probably just a, a good stay away. Let's let UCLA prove it without us having to back them. I I don't know. That's kind of what I think.
1: Mm, we we would be getting a good line at six and a half right now. Rufus
0: but... Rufus Peabody is he, he is he said that's one of his plays UCLA. So I've, I see things pointing both ways, but it, it just ugh, makes me nervous.
1: Well, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. We'll uh we'll veto that one.
0: I could, Yeah, I could definitely just see Arizona just carving up that we defense, may, we may man.
1: Have, you, you and I may have to make some board bets. The board's looking a little dry right now. So. Yeah, we can do that.
0: Defense is just awful. Ugh. Okay, um, all right. I'm going to go with another stinker. and uh, <laughs> Yes. We tried to fade this team once, and it didn't work because of your boy oh, um, and uh, your Wildcats or whatever you call them. Um, Kentucky. No, 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 Sorry. Um, I'm like North all over Western. the place. Yes, yes. So, anyways, <laughs> Wyoming, it's a big number, nine and a half points, but UNLV is not good. <laughs> They're not a good team. And uh, we, I watched a little <clears> bit <throat> of them versus Northwestern. I was not impressed. I think that Did was more, really? of, more of a statement on how bad Northwestern is as a team right now. Uh, another thing. So UNLV zero and five straight up and one and four ATS, their last five trips to Laramie. This is another case where Wyoming just has their number. Their defense has gotten bludgeoned, uh, versus the only decent opponent that they've played so far, which is Northwestern. And we know Northwestern's offense is just brutally, um, uh, poor at the moment. Um, UNLV's quarterback, he, he was called out by his coach before that Northwestern game. He's still not progressing. Um, and UNLV has Boise State at home next week. So, you know, I don't know if teams like this have look-aheads, but if they
1: do, <laughs> it's
0: versus Boise State. I mean, yeah, they, I, I'm sure they're not really thrilled about going to Wyoming right now, and they're more looking forward to playing Boise State, the, the hottest team in the conference. Um next week. Wyoming, they have a really good rushing offense. Uh, They've covered eight of their last nine. They're just a team that's very disrespected, I think, or overlooked. Um,
1: They're not bad, right? The win over Mizzou is looking better and better.
0: Sagarin, the statisticians are in agreement here. Sagarin makes them a 15.5 point favorite. Massey Peabody makes them a 13.5 point favorite. S&P Plus makes them a 10 point favorite, so only a half point of line value there. But uh, all of them are in agreement that they should uh, cover this game. And the game opened at 7, and it's steamed to 9.5 where it is right now. So, I don't know. I think I like that the Sharps have clearly backed them right off the gate.
1: Yeah, Wyoming plays so well in Laramie. Uh, It's crazy. And they have a pretty good damn defense uh, in Wyoming. Um, I like it. I love these crap games that we're putting (laughs) into the card we can avoid. The square card, which is going to be the the big bigger names. It's not a great card, but it's pretty good. Wyoming, I like it.
0: Well, those are probably are those picks are coming up,
1: but uh, okay. Let's see well, what do you have I, next. I would be remiss. I'm going to go to one of the headliners, I guess. Uh, poof, this is a lot of points, and it really seems like an overreaction to the week before. Um, but uh, so this one would. Sort of violate the high variance, and you know where I'm going, but I'd be remiss if we didn't bet a night electric game mm. uh, with the home dog of over two touchdowns. Oh, this I love like, it! Yes, this seems like a really high spread. I was like, What in the? It seems really high. Did they watch the game last getting... year? Yeah, well, I think like, man, Ohio State okay, they looked impressive, and I feel like the square logic is, Well, hey they were 16 and a half point favorites over Indiana and they smoked them. Well, Nebraska's first of all, Nebraska night is not, uh, wherever Indiana is, um, whatever city it's in, (laughs) in the morning. Okay. So that's, that's first of all, second of all, I love when the team looked bad the week before, because it was obviously a look ahead spot for Nebraska. So I don't let the, I actually did. You were on the other side. You liked Nebraska. I liked Illinois last week, but same me. Yeah, I
0: I didn't even look at the, the
1: Ohio State on deck. I mean, that
0: that was one of our biggest mistakes. Last, yeah.
1: No, I, I mentioned them last week. I said I kind of like Illinois here with because yeah. cause Illinois had just gotten beat by Eastern uh, Michigan. But Ohio State, I think the this is a – so my favorite part is Vegas – so badly needs Nebraska. And they rightfully steamed up this line to a crazy number, in my opinion, anyway. I feel like it should be like 11, uh, This spread is what I had it at. So Vegas steamed up this line because they know that everybody's going to be taking Ohio State, even laying 17.5 points on the road, really their first true road test. I don't even really count Indiana. So I know they've looked amazing, but... This is still I mean I don't really see any difference between this Ohio State team and the team from last year. I mean, there's nothing really different about them. They've played some crap competition right now and Nebraska, they can put up points and I believe when their fan base, you know, if they do the blackout or whatever they do, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't take this really inflated number.
0: Man, I'm I'm with you. This is one of my plays. Um I'm just going to hit a few more stats uh, just to support our opinion. Uh, this So this one may be our favorite play, I guess. Um, so teams, teams that are uh, less than twenty twenty five 25% or less ATS versus teams that are 75% ATS or higher are 57.2% cover rate going into the game, and that bumps to... percent if they're receiving 40 percent of the bets or less, which I believe Nebraska will be um, at the end of this uh, by the end of the week. Northwestern, by the way, is the other team that fits that stat this week. So who knows if we're going to talk about them later? Um, Nebraska, really good team at home, three and one ATS. I think that they've pissed people off this year because they were they were overhyped, but the fact that they've gone 25 ATS so far in the year. People are going to be off them. The squares are. Uh, the Bucs opened this game up at Ohio State minus 15. And already too high, I agree with you. It should have been under two touchdowns. Probably uh, 13 and a half would be appropriate. But now it's at 17 and a half. And I think that, this, that the number that we're getting Nebraska, I think that's going to be the highest that all week. I think by kickoff, this is going to be closer to 14. 15 and a half.
1: Yeah, so we're going to get oh, a great number.
0: 14. So – this is a this is Ohio State's first true road test. Uh, I don't really count Indiana, and let's not forget Fields is young. the defense, they've really haven't been uh, haven't been tested. and this team in no. general has had no adversity. I guarantee you they're going to have adversity in this game. And let's not forget. Nebraska has the offense, like even if this is a blowout early on, Nebraska has the offense to get us back into this game and get us a backdoor cover if we need it. Honestly, I don't think we're going to need it. I think this is going to be I don't be think we need it. Um, let me see. This is the best offense Ohio State has faced by far. If FAU scored three touchdowns against them, I think Nebraska, what, five, six? I think they're twice as good as FAU. Um, and then you got into last week. Last week was a classic look-ahead spot for Nebraska. And people can mm-hmm. see the final score and see, hey, Nebraska just barely beat Indiana, Illinois. They only won 42 to 38. Well, let's Ohio
1: look- State what, put up 76.
0: Yeah, well, let's look into the box score a little bit. Nebraska, they put
1: up 671
0: <coughs> yards versus 299 yards. I mean, they just straight dominated the game, but they lost four fumbles. And their fumbles, which are incredibly unlucky – um, they've lost the most fumbles in the country, so that's a large reason why they are one and three ATS at the moment. So, man,
1: I love it. I think this is our
0: favorite play. Let's lock it in.
1: Um, I mean, I like it. I don't love it. Because... Scenario where I think Ohio State blows the door open. I'm saying oh, it's yeah. a scenario. I'm not saying it'll happen because I don't think it will happen. But there's a yeah. scenario. But oh, uh, um... and,
0: and Zachary makes this. Uh... Well, actually, the statisticians like they like him a little bit more. The statisticians do make Ohio State a twenty-two and a half. That's from Thagren SP plus nineteen. However, Massey, Massey from Massey Peabody, makes him only a fourteen and a half point favorite.
1: So, MP. Um, hmm, well, I, I I was sold when I heard how much the books. It's a fifteen to one ticket count. Ohio State versus Nebraska. That is a ridiculous swing. Yeah. And, Vegas uh, Vegas doesn't get built on losing tickets. Or it gets built on losing tickets, not their own losing tickets. So that's all I needed to hear. I just feel like Ohio State, just to put a cap on this one before we move on, I feel like Ohio State has bigger fish to fry than Nebraska. Yeah. But this is Nebraska's Super Bowl here. This is their absolute oh, yeah. night, ga- night game versus the best team in the Big Tw- Big Ten. This is their Super Bowl. And... This is their statement game to sort of say we're back. Ohio State, they're they're worried about Michigan. They're worried about Wisconsin, Penn State, getting to the playoff. They have bigger fish to fry than this. And I believe they have a little bit of a look ahead um, next week. Uh, I'll look it up. Let's move on to the next one. You're up, sir.
0: Yeah, and I do feel like – I was trying to find this – like a stat or somewhere but i feel like college game day games are rarely blowouts especially for the home team um i mean i would love for to a see... big
1: home dog yeah it's never a yeah. blowout
0: yeah i would love to see unless
1: out. actually unless they're playing clemson <laughs> and, uh, by the way ohio state has michigan
0: state next week so yeah michigan state's definitely more
1: important than
0: nebraska i'm sure um but okay so I was looking at our card the first few weeks, and we've picked a lot of favorites. And I know that's kind of what, our thing, but we need to throw in some more dogs occasionally. Or, and we got one.
1: We do have. We have two I now. tried to sell you we, on UCLA.
0: We have Toledo and Nebraska, um, and I liked Wazoo, but you liked Utahs. But I'm going to throw a couple. I've got two more dogs that I'm. Oh, was Wazoo
1: going to be your play? Ball.
0: Yeah, it was a play, but that's okay. It was
1: an actual play. Yeah, but it's not.
0: I've got my oh. leans and plays. That was more of a lean. Um and actually these yeah. other
1: two dogs, are I mean more you could too. I mean with with Utah, you could see a scenario like Utahs had eight days to hear about how crappy they are and Wazoo coming off a late game with a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. Actually my only other two plays plays are um favorites, but I do, I want to throw out a dog cuz I do have these two leans and um, I guess the first one I'm gonna head to the Big 12 again. I feel like I've been kind of locked in. I, I was leaning the wrong way. Taylor. on <laughs> not quite. I was leaning the wrong way on this team last week, but uh, now I feel like uh, I'm, I'm kind of right of the ship here. So, and I I like Kansas, man. Getting 15 and a half points versus TCU. I just think that's way oh, too wow. many points, man. I don't think TCU has the offense to justify laying that many points. And I think people still think that this is the Kansas of old. Uh, and, yeah, they're not great, but they're getting better, man. They are well-coached. They've got less miles. And even in a game that where we liked West Virginia last week and we would have covered, but it was a close game. I mean, Kansas hung in there tough. And they showed that they were just about equal with West Virginia, maybe just a little bit step below. So now Kansas is on the road facing TCU and getting 15 and a half points. Kansas has a, a pretty decent quarterback, man. Uh, he played very well last week and I think if this game kind of gets out of hand, he can throw him back in there. TCU, let's talk about them. They're 2 and 6 ATS coming off an ATS loss. They are 6 and 20 ATS their last 26 games at home. They've got a good run game, but their passing game is questionable at best. Um, so I just think it's too many points, man. It's an early game. I would imagine it's going to be a, kind of a sluggish start for both offenses, and I just can't see a scenario where TCU just absolutely wall- molly them. I mean, TCU really let, let us down and kind of showed their true colors uh, last week versus SMU. They, uh, I mean, they were laying, what, nine and a half points, and they end up losing outright. That's, that's yeah. crazy. That should not happen to a Big 12 team, and it kind of makes me think their win over Purdue – was more of Purdue really struggling with their uh stud quarterback out um than having to do with TCU. So anyways, that's kind of what I think.
1: Hmm. I, I like it. Um it would it would kind of go in deference to uh do not fade the team coming off an embarrassing home loss the week before, which they did. But I mean I could see a scenario where they're just not very, you know, they're just not going to blow anybody out. They're not going to they blew out Purdue. Um, but Kansas is interesting. They they actually like it seems like they play better on the road than they do home. Some yeah. less, My- less miles cooks up something on the on these road being a road big dog than because uh, they were they were 21 point fi- uh, dogs versus B.C. and they beat them outright. Crazy. So here they're 15 and a half. P.C. is obviously better than B.C. Uh, But they could probably keep it close. I'll put that in the yeah. I think so. Or do you want to put it in a maybe? Put in a maybe pile. Maybe we put Clemson minus twenty six and a half instead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I will say the game opened up uh, TCU minus twenty. The sharps took that number right away. It's it's now it's at fifteen and a half to sixteen and a half somewhere. so, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Kind of put it as a maybe. We have four plays locked in. We have Toledo plus two and a half. Wyoming
1: minus mm-hmm. nine and a
0: half. Nevada oh. minus two and a half.
1: And Nebraska minus oh, yeah. 18 and a half. you hit me up with your next oh, one? Oh, yes. I like those. <clears throat> oh, boy. I don't think you're going to like this one. But I think this is a sleepy spot for Sparty. And- oh, wow. I know Indiana looked so bad, but Michigan State has a monster look-ahead next week versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yep, Huge, huge look-ahead. If anybody is going to go vanilla, and they opened up the playbook just a little bit versus Northwestern last week, I think Northwestern's bad. And I hope you're not on them plus 24 and a half. (laughs) <laughs> um, some point in the same. <laughs> are you? Oh, my God. Uh, Michigan State has a monster look ahead. I think Indiana actually could be a Kansas-type team that plays better as a big road dog. They are certainly not going to be the square side, but catching 14-and-a-half, I like this to be a sleepy, sluggish Michigan State, don't show anything, go vanilla, and really prep for Ohio State. Indiana Hoosiers. It's an ugly dog, yes. but okay.
0: so I am with you with one caveat. Um, okay Indiana's quarterback is a game time decision, and I think Indiana is a school kind of like Purdue, <clears throat> where if they're starting quarterbacks out, um, you know we're not going to get this like rally around effect uh, around the backup quarterback because there is going to be a significant uh, drop off, you know, when when USC loses a quarterback, there's just another three, four, five star quarterback waiting in the wings. I Who knows what Indiana's backup is going to look like? So that really concerns me. I'm looking it up right now, and it it's questionable. It's very questionable. So. Um, but I'm with you. I like the look-ahead angle, and Michigan State is the ultimate zigzag team. It's it's ridiculous. It
1: zigzag. Even yeah. their seasons, their full seasons are zigzag.
0: We should have we should have been on them last week. I, I don't I don't know why we overlooked that. Uh, I guess again we were burned on them the week before. Um, Jeff Sagrin makes uh, Michigan State a 15 and a half point favorite, but S&P makes them a seven and a half point favorite. Massey Peabody. 13 and a half um, so two of them are right around the number and then s p plus actually thinks Indiana should be a little bit shorter dog so let's see I, I will put maybe hopefully we get an answer on uh, the QB because that-, that really concerns me
1: hmm well we need to know by obviously Friday at five. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> who knows? Man, they're pretty
0: shady, these college teams. they uh It's definitely not like the NFL where you, you kind of know who's playing and who's not by a you know, day or two out. Um, this is true. Okay, well, let me go to one of my plays now. I do have another dog I want to talk about,
1: but I think you oh, know this. A one. road dog.
0: No. Well, yes, a oh, road dog. Fine. There's a
1: road dog I want to talk about. Here. I know who you're talking about. Well,
0: maybe you can talk about it next.
1: <laughs> um, You're talking about the Cavaliers, aren't you?
0: We texted about this game, though, this favorite. We texted about a little bit, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw oh. it out through everything that I sent to you in a text. Um, I think this team had a major turning point last week, uh, and we talked about these games, like these these tough games. I think you want to fade the team that – sometimes you want to fade the team that loses some – I think you want to fade the team that – that wins the tough game uh, more than the team that lost. I think the team that lost a yeah, lot of time-
1: the Yeah, the emotional win, the emotional yeah. victory, of course. But that's yeah. why we got screwed with that damn Arizona State pick.
0: Right, yeah, bad pick, bad pick for sure. Whereas, clearly, Michigan State was a side to pick. They were pissed off by the whole thing. And I think this team is, too. And I watched uh, a lot of their game last week, and I'm talking about Oklahoma State. They're laying four and a half points versus Kansas State. Um, I thought Oklahoma State looked great uh, last week versus Texas. Obviously, their defense didn't, but Texas is going to make a lot of defenses look like that. And at the end of the day, it's the Big 12. They're not really known for their defense. But this freshman quarterback, dual threat, man, he impressed me. And uh, I loved his moxie. Um, I love that he can beat you with his legs and his arms. He, he uh, really showed that he was not scared. He was up for the occasion. Um, they had the same number of first downs and just four yards less than UT last week. And their tempo, I've never seen anything like that. I know everybody, like, runs a high-tempo offense. They were lining up so quick. I remember – I think at one point they hit the ref with the ball one time. It was nuts, man. Um, let's see. So – oh, what is it? Oh, sorry, sorry. So he's he's obviously good poise. third game so far. Um, hold on. They're very hard to – I think Oklahoma State's going to be very hard to game plan for. Now, K-State, they are coming off of a bye, so
1: mm. they may ha- they have a little bit more time. Tread softly.
0: Yeah, yeah. But Kansas State, their offense is not explosive at all. Like, they've got some good running backs, uh, and they can move the ball a little bit. But I think they're getting way too much respect. I know they have a good coach, but if it is his first year. He is going to take some lumps. The only good thing that they've done, yeah, they, they beat Mississippi State, but I'm down on Mississippi State. I know you're down on Mississippi State a little bit too. They had 4.2 yards per carry against them. Um, so, yeah, other than that, like, why are they getting so much respect? I mean, they've literally played nobody besides that. And Mississippi State, they their starting quarterback got knocked out in that game. It was a crazy hot game where they were in black uniforms. Um, it was a very strange oh one God. to watch nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, Oklahoma State, Sagarin makes him a six point favorite. SP makes him a three point favorite. And Massey makes him a three and a half point favorite. This game opened up seven and a half. The Sharps or whoever uh, took Kansas
1: State. Grabbed Kansas now, State.
0: Now at four and a half, uh, under a touchdown. I mean, again, I think this is going to be a touchdown result. So I have no problem. That number doesn't scare me at all. Um, what do you think? Oh, Oklahoma Ooh, State
1: coming I think- back home. I think you swung me. It's the return of the system play. Yeah, <laughs> the return of the system play. Yeah, Oklahoma State. So we got burned on a system play with Ole Miss, but uh, I think uh, I don't know. It, you got to you got to magnify the system plays a little bit. They need to be competent teams, I would say, and Ole Miss is not competent. Um, no. if we were on the plays, I would lay Alabama minus thirty-seven and a half. But you talked me into it with Oklahoma State. Uh we go against like we, we love teams coming off by, obviously, but I feel like that's baked into this line a little bit, Kansas State going off coming off the bye. So well, it must be that I'm, I'm, I'm I agree. I actually I agree with you. My my initial lane when I first looked at this was I like Oklahoma State. It's gonna be a high scoring game. So the four and a half doesn't really come into play in my mind as knock on wood, um, because, you know, you're just talking about whoever wins by a touchdown. And so if I had to pick who to win, I'd say Oklahoma State at home. Yeah. I kind of buy it with the comeback pissed off. They could be a uh, kind of zig when everybody else is zagging. I think I like your point. My favorite point is, I think the squares are going to remember the Mississippi state outright win mm-hmm. and Mississippi state obviously looked good last week. And so that's going to be their side. I don't mind laying the points here with another fave at home. Uh, Oklahoma state. Cool. Pretty good system play. System right. play. Let's roll it. I thought she would be on the other side. Um, this one gives me pause, but I'd be remiss if, I didn't say that Auburn has a huge look ahead to Florida mm. after coming off an emotional road victory. So this is a monster sandwich spot for the Auburn Tigers. Um, yeah, they look good, and their defense is good. Um, we've kind of been fading Mississippi State. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know if you can take much from a Kentucky win. Um, but 10 and a half. Seems like a lot of points for a team that's looking ahead to Florida, and just gave their, you know, they just came off a pretty physical, you know, emotional win over the Aggies. Oh, man. That so, was a breeze,
0: though. That was a breeze for them.
1: Ah, kinda, it was
0: uh, it was mis- misconstrued at the end. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. So, so situationally, I like the Bulldogs, um, but Auburn has been really impressive at the same time i lean the bulldogs uh i think i lean auburn um yeah i don't have a strong lean but i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it on the
0: podcast. yeah yeah i mean honestly the only thing i don't like about the auburn side i think that's a high number for that offense and you you mentioned it florida next week um this is a revenge game for auburn uh Mississippi State absolutely embarrassed them last year. It was twenty three to nine. Mississippi State, other than their running back, they really don't have any, a lot going for them on offense. They have a top five running back, but Auburn's D, man, they're they're good. They only allow eighty-nine yards on the ground per game. Uh and if Mississippi State's freshman quarterback goes, Auburn defense is gonna eat him alive. I mean, he's not gonna be scrambling around like he was the past two games. Um, I think it could get ugly there so yeah my question is is Mississippi State going to score like yeah it's a high spread but I mean this could be a 17 to 3 or...
1: that's the and that's the and that's the big thing is Auburn's defense is really impressive and um, it's pure situational rather than what I'm seeing on the field okay well I actually lean, lean Auburn some, I think but we can sounds like we veto that one Okay. Was Auburn one of your plays?
0: No, not my plays. I mean, I would just, and not even an official
1: lean, but if I,
0: you know, just kind of lean that way for sure. Uh, I've got one more official play that I want to go over with you. And, uh, all right. This team I've, I've, I've been high on all year, and, um we're going west, man. Uh, Washington, Washington. is laying 10.5 points at home mm-hmm. versus, USC. Uh, There's a lot of like about this play. Um, USC's offense, they're all big plays, man. That's all they do. I mean, they, which is good. I mean, it's worked for them for the most part this year, but Washington has a good defense, especially that secondary that can match up with USC's receivers. Peterson always coaches his defenses up very well. So I think he's going to take that away from him. And, USC has no running game, man. They only rushed for 13 yards last week versus Utah. And that Utah game, I think that was very misleading. Uh, Utah left a lot of points on the table. Um, they got, had several red zone trips and where they just came up empty. Uh, and I looked into it further. USC, they've only allowed seven touchdowns and 20 red zone trips this year, which is just unheard of. That's a crazy rate. And I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, Slovis, he's probably out again. And now, yeah, the kid uh, came in. And everybody says third string, but I would like to remind you, he was actually fourth string going into the year. Fourth string. They had a quarterback transfer out already. And uh, he is the last scholarship quarterback on the roster. So if Slovis is out, which I think he will be, there's actually a converted safety that's backing up this new quarterback. So, I mean, God forbid, hopefully something doesn't happen to him. But if, if it does, uh, Converted Safety is going to be playing quarterback, and I'm pretty sure all they'll be doing is running up the middle at that point. So um, I think last week is, was the week where we had, you know, oh, everybody's rallying around the back of quarterback because he played for pretty much the whole game. I think this week he's going to come down to earth against a real tough physical defense. Um, and I really see this game kind of similar to BYU last week. Uh, what is What does USC have left in the tank? They've had a very emotional start to the season, and they've had a tough schedule too. I mean, they played Stanford back when Stanford was kind of decent. They went on the road. They had the overtime loss to BYU. Um, help me out. Who else did they play? Uh, was it Fresno State, which was a pretty low-scoring game? Right. And-
1: Fresno State, Fresno State actually will cover that game because uh, JT Daniels uh, went down in that game.
0: Correct, correct. So, yeah, it's been an emotional roller coaster ride for USC. Um, So I think they kind of come back down to earth. And ten and a half points, it really feels like Washington is starting to find their groove, especially with uh, Eason, the quarterback.
1: Eason, he looks good. Yeah,
0: he started to – he's kind of had his – and they've already had their wake-up call, which I love. Washington lost that weird game to Cal, and it's like, okay – Peterson used that as motivation and uh, firing his team up to perform well for the rest of the year. So, give me Washington, land 10.5.
1: That's interesting. I like it. Um, We could really get good line value. So, Slovis is not officially ruled out yet, but if he is, we could get some really good line value with 10.5 because it could shoot up to, like, 13 or something if Slovis is officially ruled out. Right. So that would be pretty good. Um, yeah, I like it. I think I'm trying, I'm looking up, I'm making sure like that hopefully USC doesn't really look like USC is going to be a public road dog, unfortunately for us.
0: no. Washington's still getting most of the bets, but the line's moving
1: in that direction. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really bother me because this should be, I mean, Washington putting up points, you ride this team, uh, I think yeah the the Washington loss to Cal and Cal's pretty good Cal is good yeah so I look at that and I say all right other than that Cal fluky game and and Cal's really good they're um, I think Washington got a little fat and sassy um, I can roll with this on you
0: yeah and look at their seems like on. a lot
1: of points but
0: BYU in um, in Utah they both played him and. In- see what happened there you know one team blew him out the other one went to uh, overtime and lost I know that math usually sometimes doesn't work but I think in this case
1: it's interesting but Easton is definitely better than Browning so oh yeah um there's a huge I think my favorite angle though is the huge coaching advantage from
0: although Harrell is good man he's got that offense humming I will I'll give him that
1: um, yeah, it is interesting. I, uh, I like it. Um, uh, let's put that in the probably pile. Do we have a probably pile? Okay. Well, we don't have a probably pile. I think pile, so. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I, I've seen both. I've seen cases for both sides. Um, but you, you kind of talked me into it. You're a very good, uh, I'm surprised you're not a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> you kind of you sway me in some of these it's games, awesome. especially... Oklahoma you. State, you're a good salesman.
0: Wait well, I mean, I-, I have
1: no problem. I love Washington. I think they're a really good team. Yeah. And I got a
0: Fitzgerald coming up.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 well, that is a really inflated line for sure. Wisconsin says, uh, I'm talking about this game now. Wisconsin says like they have no on-off switch. That was their big thing. Like, well. Because they were talking about it, like in this, a letdown game for you versus Northwestern. Like, well, we have no on-off switch; it's just on all the time. But that's just coach speak. I don't really read much into it. It's a flat spot for Wisconsin for sure. Yeah. I just can't do it. I cannot back Hunter Johnson. Yeah. Well, let's hope in this office.
0: Let's hope the squares are on Wisconsin and
1: Wisconsin and Northwestern. Maybe we stay away from this game man
0: i that's it sucks bad I'm
1: getting the It's too bad we're not getting the opening line for this team because um I think Wake Forest is sneaky, sneaky good mm. um, and I lean them, and I like them actually to cover uh I just hate that you know we got the adjusted line where it was steamed where they all the sharps grabbed Wake Forest initially um, but i I still think they're going to cover six and a half versus p c Um, Well, the question is, is that
0: that a key number? I mean, don't we think this is probably more of a touchdown game um,
1: versus a field goal game? I mean, I do. I mean, so this is a game I marked down as a possible um, boat race. Yep. I just, I'm looking at boat race possibility games. There's not a lot. I mean, Alabama, obviously, is going to be a boat race, but can they get to the 37 and a half? I actually do think they get to that number. Clemson, too, I think, boat races. North Carolina, is, we, we'll probably have a board bet with UNC and Clemson, but, I, man, I could see this being like 37 to 7 Wake. BC is bad, and I think the name Wake Forest is just throwing people off the scent. You take the home dog, but Wake is sneaky, sneaky good. This Newman kid... Is really, really swell. What is Wake's record? Are they
0: – they lo- they've lost a the game, right, or no?
1: You know what? they? Well, they beat UNC. I can't remember what they lost to. Um, they might be undefeated, actually. This is riveting podcasting right here while we look. Uh, uh, up. Wake
0: Forest you know. is undefeated,
1: yes. Undefeated. I th- yeah, and I don't I don't think the market's necessarily caught up. I think they're good. I know they haven't played. They beat Rice, they beat Utah State um, and North Carolina, and then Elon last week. But um, I think the market hasn't adjusted for how bad BC is. They yeah. lost to Kansas by 24, and <clears throat> I, uh, they beat Virginia Tech. But I Virginia Tech's not good. I actually would lean Duke in this game tomorrow night. Um, they only beat Rutgers by 14. So, yeah. man, I'm game for uh, Wake Forest. Did you have a read on this game? Yeah,
0: so I needed to do more research on this, but Wake Forest was an official lean. So if you're leaning that way and I'm leaning that way, maybe we need to go ahead and make this a play. Um, just some of my notes right now. Boston College is probably the luckiest team in the country. They have a plus nine turnover margin. They had four fumbles. uh um, <clears throat> lost none of them. They recovered three they were on defense last game. They're number 90 in yards per play margin. Uh, yet they're three and one on the season. So if you look at all of that, that should not equate to three and one. So yeah, I think this is boat race potential. I don't think, and I do think that the Boston college fans know it, that, that this team is, is not, not very good. So I don't expect like a crazy crowd crazy crowd that we has to deal with. So especially at 1230, um, I guess it would be two thirty Eastern time. So, yeah, man, I'm factual. And makes it an eight and a half. S and P makes it six, and Massey makes it three and a half. You know, there weren't a lot of those. Yeah. usually one of them stuck out, but not three of all three of them. So I've kind of noticed that this week. And it's interesting. I think things are tightening up as far mm-hmm. as that.
1: Yeah, I just I knew the sharps grabbed Wake Forest and it steamed up, but it did steam up over that 7 7 point spread that I like. So um I, I just think the na- you know how I love the nameplate theory of yeah square C first they stink as much as BC and you know, you put a Clemson over the Wake Forest players jerseys and the lines 20. So Yeah. There you go.
0: Well, I'm going to lock it in. Um, I've got one more lean, um, same conference. And uh, that is Florida State. Uh, oh, FSU. FSU, yeah. baby. Um, they're le- also laying six and a half. And they are at home. Um, I know that quarterback status is up in the air, but honestly, I don't think that matters. They've got a capable backup.
1: Hornybrook is good. Our man Hornybrook is not bad.
0: Very well last week in relief. Um, And Florida State, I think a lot of people just still don't want to back him because they have these weird results. Even last week, they almost lost that game. Um, But um, this is more about their opponent. I do think Florida State Uh, is on the – I think they're kind of getting it together. But NC State, uh, I don't think people have caught on to how they are either. This is their – This is their ACC opener. They've had a pretty poor offense performance, especially their quarterback play uh, this year. They lost by 17 to West Virginia, who is not Mm -hmm. a very good...
1: You know how much I loved West Virginia in that game.
0: That's their best competition. That West Virginia, who is probably the uh, second to worst Big 12 team in the conference, that is the best competition that NC State has played so far. They're battle-tested, man. And yeah, they've... taken some lumps, but uh, I think that they're you know on the road recovery here, and they've, they've sh- shown that they can hang in. Um, North Carolina State, one in five ATS, the last six road games, not a good road team. Um, man, I, I really think that this is a good spot for Florida State.
1: I do too. So I'm with you on the complete fade of NC State. I've been off of them from the beginning of the season. Um, they. Lost to West Virginia for sure. They lost so much offensively from last year. Finley defense and all those, all those receivers, they returned just a little bit more on defense, and the defense was supposed to be back, but it obviously didn't show versus West Virginia. But all their receivers are gone. Finley's gone. Their offensive line is in shambles. I like it, too. Uh, Florida State has yet to put together a complete game where they just yeah. don't do something stupid and they don't make, <laughs> like, careless errors on defense and, you know, blow coverages and kind of... I don't know. I think they're getting it together. I'm I'm with you. I had the same exact feelings that they just haven't put together a complete... Now, that might be part, part of their forte, um, Florida State, and why you get short lines is because they just... They can never put it fully together, but we're basically betting, yeah, they can put it together and it, it really does have boat race potential in my mind if they can just put it all together yeah. and not do dumb things. Uh, <clears throat> because... yeah, I mean it looked like
0: they were gonna boot race Boise State the first game of the year and uh, yeah. then you know
1: they did the after- Well that's the thing roughly. is that's the thing is they got uh they got out to a big lead on Louisville. Louisville came back, took the lead. And Florida State in the fourth quarter actually came back. So I think uh, a second home game in a row um, is going to help them. And they're on the up and up. And it's still a pretty short line. And it's, again, a nameplate type thing. Like, I feel like NC State, that's the name, gets a lot of respect from squares. And they're probably going to have this lines up to seven now. But um, I, I don't think this is these players for NC State or anything close to the NC States of Old, I like it, man. I is that is that our seventh play?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that may be. Well, we have eight well, now.
1: Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could do Washington. We'll we'll have to do some deliberation.
0: Yeah. Um. One other game I'd like to talk about, and I think Baylor. We, we Baylor.
1: Were,
0: no, no, it's a, another dog, but Virginia, man. I mean, oh, we again, didn't talk about them yet? Oh no, and again, last week. I think people are are thrown off of Virginia because last week they didn't look good versus Dominion, but it was a (coughs) look-ahead game. Looking ahead to Notre Dame. Notre Dame was not looking ahead. Notre Dame had their hands full. They were all in on Georgia. And, you know, everybody, they did look good. They looked better. They covered. Um, But it was kind of a late rally for them to do so. So I think, again, the final score, it looked like Georgia was pretty much in control the whole game but the final score was a little bit closer um than that would indicate but Notre Dame did control uh hold the run uh offense of Georgia in check a little bit um the thing i do worry about you know Perkins the the Virginia quarterback he's a stud he is a little, a little hobbled so i don't know how healthy he's going to be but this is going to be a defensive battle like there's no ifs ands or, ands, or buts around it Virginia has the number 12 rushing in the nation. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, and to be getting 12.5 points uh, for a team that I think could possibly outright win the, win this game, and it's also supposed to be rainy weather, I, I kind of like Virginia.
1: So do uh, I. That's my lean, too. Um, uh, yeah, the hobbling of Perkins definitely uh, worries me just a little bit. Um, it's certainly, yeah, a... Flat spot for Notre Dame, no matter how much Brian Kelly is coach speaking, saying no, 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 we take every team seriously. We notice that Virginia's 18, but there's there's no there's absolutely no way they don't come out flat. Um, mm-hmm. My worry would be in the second half if they kind of righted the ship um, and Virginia kind of blew it. I love the that angle that you know Virginia Tech Virginia looked so bad against Old Dominion the week before Notre Dame stuck with Georgia. I think the square bet is definitely Notre Dame. Hey, they're pretty good. They hung with Georgia. Virginia almost lost to Old Dominion. It's such a square logic. So I Mm -hmm. I could throw this into the, the yes pile. We've got too many plays.
0: Well, yeah, let's throw it in the maybe pile for sure. Is there any other game you want to talk about now, or shall we just discuss off air?
1: Um, we may have Clemson? to I, I would say we'll we'll have another segment tomorrow morning uh, of course the listener will not notice it's tomorrow morning when we actually publish this Clemson Corner real, yeah let's close it out with Clemson Corner for this segment uh, Clemson you said it they've yet to give up a meaningful touchdown yet um, Crazy man it, I mean they might as well have had a bye week the problem with the only thing I have with not laying the points is North Carolina. You know how much we hate fading a team again after coming off an embarrassing loss the week before. They lost to App State. These poor teams, man, that are looking ahead to Clemson. UNC loses to App State because they're looking ahead to, to Clemson. And Syracuse loses by 43 to Maryland because they're looking ahead to Clemson. So <laughs> Clemson's kind of screwing everybody's season. They, they lose a look-ahead game. And then Clemson beats the crap out of them, so they're just kind of being bullies right now. But yes. I would lay the twenty six. I don't think four touchdowns is enough for a team. I'm surprised not over twenty eight. Frankly, um, the way we're the way we're playing on defense. I mean, I don't think North Carolina scores over seven. And you got to think, and and I really think like our offense mm-hmm. hasn't mm-hmm. hit its stride yet. It's just it's really not hit its stride yet. They. They haven't had to do much. The defense has been lights out. We can run the ball. We can take risks. That's why Lawrence is throwing up interceptions. So, I was going to say if we didn't have enough plays, we were on opposite sides. I would throw Clemson in here, but um, it would violate the "don't fade the team" coming off an embarrassing home loss.
0: Yeah, and um, it's it's a terrible matchup for North Carolina. North Carolina has. A pretty rough offensive line, a lot of freshman starters, and now they're going up against one of the best defensive fronts in the nation, if not the best. Um, North Carolina, though, they are a good second half team, and I've noticed Dabo's been calling, taking his foot off the gas a little bit.
1: Yeah, he, get the starters out of there for sure.
0: Yeah, he's not trying. He's not really worrying about getting anybody Heisman um,
1: considerations
0: yeah. here. He yeah, I did not last week, but he had that fluky play at the end where they scored another touchdown uh, after all the starters <laughs> were yeah.
1: This is factually um, correct.
0: quarterback, he's he led some... He seems like he kind of turned it on, and that's the only thing that will produce me in the back of the cover, but I think other than that, Clemson should be able to name this one um, Okay, let's, let's just wrap it up right there there's still some yeah. picks we probably. Ought
1: to talk I think about. we'll uh, oh. well, I think we'll come back. We'll talk about a couple more games. Maybe uh, maybe your game chickens uh, laying three and a half. Uh, mm. this I mean this is a stay away, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, one thing I really don't like there is that uh, I saw that their starting safety for South Carolina is transferring, and uh, <laughs> I that kind of really makes me worry. Four people start.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, I mean Kentucky looks so bad. I I don't think Bama, we have so Bama many we probably, have so many I think bamboo rolls thing. again. Um Ole Miss, we saw what they are. Uh yeah, good night. <laughs> I can't believe we went on the of so uh, it was hard to yeah, Oh man. We're dumb and and they, had, they were right there to tie it up.
0: I could also be talked into OU 27 and a half doesn't seem like a lot to be laying versus Texas Tech without Bowman. Um I think their offense is going to be in in disarray like total now cuz they were already transitioning to a new scheme um and now you throw a backup in there um especially if it's the guy that played last year. He really struggled with turnovers and he's more of a running quarterback. So Texas Tech's defense has improved this year but I don't know if that's more of the competition they've played or if they're actually approved. Oklahoma's been likely leading the game, scoring 56 points per game. Rufus Peabody is only 27 and a half. So, something maybe to look at.
1: Well, let's wrap up this segment. Roll, roll it, wrap it. And uh, we will come back from commercial break, have a few more caps, and then do final plays. Sounds good. Later. Later. Rolling.
0: Yes, this is the pick segment of our podcast. Magoo and I have finalized our picks
1: just before
0: our deadline. And uh, let me go ahead and give them to y'all right now discuss. So uh, starting off, we have South Florida at home, getting seven and a half points versus SMU. We've got. Florida, we, we've got Florida State minus six and a half points at home versus NC State. We've got Toledo getting two and a half points at home versus BYU. We've got Washington State getting five-and-a-half points on the road at Utah. We've got Kansas getting 15 and a half points on the road at TCU. And we have Nebraska plus 17-and-a-half at home versus Ohio State for college game day. And at home laying 10 and a half points versus SoCal, USC. So, Magoo, any that's
1: thoughts?
0: That's a lot of points, that's a lot
1: yeah. of points to lay. Uh yeah, my thoughts are we should have just laid the points with Oklahoma and Clemson and forgotten about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma you know. State
1: line moved back to four and a half, so that I thought that was interesting. Uh, the Virginia <clears> line <throat> is definitely moving towards ten and a half, so that'll be interesting as well. Mississippi State might dip under ten, so we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see if we, if we might have some bet regrets. Which one are you feeling yes. least confident in? USF. Yeah, probably, but I was feeling
0: really, really shaky on Nevada, so really glad we took one game. Yeah,
1: you. you know, one game we didn't even talk about that I was hoping to talk about, but when we got too close to the deadline is I kind of like, um, you know how much I love when the QB is, is out and the team rallies around the backup, but so that leads me into Houston getting seven and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and a half versus North Texas. I kind of like that play. It was so random. It just might work.
0: Yeah. It's just so weird the way he left. I mean, this is really unprecedented that, you know, that he's uh, this new red shirt rule that people are taking advantage of. And uh, the coach at Houston basically said, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of abusing the attention of the, the rule that it was in place, but, I don't care. I mean, he said, I've got that option, so we're going to use this kind of as a, a red shirt year for two of his studs. And so you kind of wonder, how are, how are people going to respond? Is it going to be a typical, let's rally around the backup, or are they, too, going to give up on the season? Because um, that kind of sounds like what's coming down from uh, upper management is that they're giving up on the season. So <laughs> anyways, um, but yeah, I well, think they- overall – pretty good. I just I wish there was a little bit more time, but I think that's the way it is every week.
1: <laughs> I was ready all day. I don't know where you yeah. were. Oh <laughs>
0: man, um, you know, sometimes make, work
1: make, making the bacon to pay for this enterprise of ours
0: gets in the way unfortunately. But uh those are our picks. I hope that we have a winning week. 5 and 2 at least would be wonderful. Yeah, but if we can go six and one or seven and oh, oh my
1: goodness, I'll be who do very you, happy. Who do you like? Who do you like in these Friday plays?
0: Who you know? I don't, I didn't even look at them at the the games at all
1: because I was got Penn State say, Maryland. Are we I do like a board that.
0: bet? Yeah, man, I mean, I'd really do like Penn State. That I, I don't know. I mean,
1: that. Oh, line, I thought you were in Maryland.
0: No, no, man, that line is so I like, low.
1: I like Penn State too. That's stupid. It feels like a I don't trap. Get it. Yeah. No, it feels like. It feels like, I mean, it is a system play, believe it or not. Mm. Um, but I can't do it. I, I don't see it. Maryland, uh, I think people are excited about the blackout and all that, but yeah. I don't see it. I think Penn State bully balls them. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a bad matchup, too. Penn State's got a good run D. That's really all Maryland can do. I'm There's no way I'm taking, I won't say his name, but the QB for Maryland. <laughs> Yeah, I actually like Duke on the road against Virginia Tech catching three.
0: Yeah, I th- I could see that too. I yeah, I think Duke's been a little frisky lately, and, uh, and Virginia- we have
1: your we have your boyfriends uh, the Cal Bears laying four against yeah. uh, against uh, Herm who screwed us last week.
0: Hey man, we got some good games
1: on Friday night. It's yeah, kind of a- it's a nice it's a nice little slate this week.
0: Yeah, I could see um. I could see Arizona State pulling off the upset there. Nah,
1: um, I, I was impressed with Cal versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss put everything they had into that, and they just couldn't do anything.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that made made me uh, – because at first I was leaning on
1: Bama, but, uh,
0: you know, Ole Miss's offense is pretty darn good. They put up a lot of yards and points on Cal, yeah. and so I think that they they are going to definitely put up points on Bama, I would imagine. Um but the thing is, I mean, Bama, gosh, they could just score seventy if they wanted to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, well, did you know my uh, NFL plays off the subject are thirteen and three this year, and yet I don't feel like I've monetized ah. off of it.
0: Wow, that's in, impressive. Uh,
1: and that. Squirton,
0: I definitely think NFL is uh, the harder of the two sports to cap. I mean, there's just less opportunities. I don't know.
1: In i agree but this year i just feel like you just kind of zigzag with these teams like there's just a lot of like um zigzaggy teams and you just gotta fade them when they're good and then back them when they're not i've also faded the miami dolphins um i don't know how you guys haven't figured that out yet because this team is willingly trying to lose so why would i not (laughs) just lay the points with the favorite every week (laughs) the team is willingly trying to lose like they're not even trying it's like crazy i don't get it
0: i still i I don't get the whole tanking in uh, nfl football i mean unless i guess if you have a once in a lifetime generational talent coming but you know it's it's not like an individual sport like basketball is i mean it's
1: yeah uh, it's a lot well i i think they've just i think they've just gone too far like I get tanking for Tua or Herbert like I think they are like franchise QBs and you definitely want to yeah. get those but I think they've taken it too far like they've shredded their team of like any talent so like by the way getting Herbert or Tua is not going to Make you winning a winning program? Like you need other <laughs> other things besides. Oh, yeah,
0: especially like they're. they're that's not. I understand if they are, they are getting rid of veteran players, but they're getting rid of like twenty two, twenty four, twenty seven year olds in their in their prime or coming up to it. So I, I just thought the whole point of tanking is to collect young talent, but they seem to be trading that away. But anyways, we uh, this is not an NFL podcast. This is a college football podcast, and we've probably gone too long, Magoo. So
1: I oh think- yeah, let's wrap it up.
0: Yeah, go ahead and hit him with your little thing.
1: You can't lose what you don't put in the middle, but you can't win much either. Roll. Roll.